good people. Good people out there. It's Reg. It's Stone. And it's the Lizzo Appreciation Hour. That's right. All you beautiful black women out there, we appreciate y'all. Y'all twerking and playing the flutes, singing that song, rapping that rap, doing that Dougie. We love y'all. Lizzo is a queen. Dedicated to you. <laughs> it's, been, it's, been a, it's been an oddly good week because then you had the whole Beyonce homecoming shit. So it's, yeah. it's been... Black women are on. T- they're always on top, but now mainstream pop wise, it's hard to escape. You know, trending, winning, trending, trending, trending. winning out here. Yep, or, or at least trying, trying. You know, at least trying. That racism I will come back. Racism, racism will come in about a day or two, but for now, enjoy this run. <laughs> I would, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. So yeah, let's talk about uh, our girl Lizzo, man. Like out here in these streets, becoming a bona fide pop star. Yeah. Already getting dissed by Pitchfork. Yeah, no, that's, it's, it's, it's that's it. what you know you made in your career. You know apparently, haters. She got the haters. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, if you aren't, you don't make it if you don't have no haters. <laughs> but uh, but you know, long story short, Lizzo had had uh, you know, at least temporarily, we don't know for sure, but she was definitely charting number one over the weekend. So you know, this is a big. It's it's been a big. A big coming of age for her because she's somebody where she's been out there, you know, singing these songs, releasing these videos, playing the festival circuit. And it looks like now she's kind of hit the, the mainstream where she's like, you know, people know who she is. You know, she had a big fucking Coachella, even though she had some sound problems. Apparently she slated. She's the it girl, you know, and which is fucking fantastic because when was the last time we had an it girl who, you know, black woman, young on the bigger side, I want to be like, you know, thick, but you know, she's she a sizable black woman that you, you, and, and somebody who is able to kind of, and like I said, it's, it's something where we've had these kind of people kind of hit mass pop, but what's cool about Lizzo was that she's owning her sexuality. Oh yeah. It's in a, it's in a different way as opposed to just saying like, you know, like Wanda Sykes kind of, and not to kind of do a comparison, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, yeah. definitely, definitely. And, and I think, you know, yeah, she's, she pretty much talks about her size. She owns it. Yeah. Obviously. When you look at her album cover, like she's very much upfront with it. Yeah. And I, I mean, she is a pop star for 2019 and she's a pop star we need right now. Because you're right, you know, you have somebody who, like, you know, there's never been a lane for this before. When you think of of pop star, you know, whatever, you think of Beyonce, Rihanna, Ariana Grande, you know, Britney. Like, this isn't, there's no archetype for this. Yes. At all. (laughs) And, you know, I I think, like, yeah, music-wise, she, you know, for the most part, like, she falls into, like, the traditional pop spoke, like, like, uh, you know, traditional pop lanes so like music wise i don't think she's doing anything completely different from any other pop star before her but just like appearance wise the fact that she's just out here owning like a lot of things that they used to tell females not to own yeah (laughs) like (laughs) you know it's it's beautiful and in crazy ways where even something as simple as her being a being being a a trained flutist like a classically trained musician yeah something where you know and you hear many female artists out there where it's like you know i show up for the sound check and the sound guy is on something like, all right, this is how you hold the guitar. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think, that's the other, like, you have this, like, multi-dimensional, like, you know, singer, rapper. Um, I, I like the, there's an article about, like, uh, genre, you know, because she does all these different things. And she just, like, basically said, like, my voice is my genre, which is, like, just, again, like, throwing like shade to the whole like categorization of music as well you know and like look she could do a country album yeah 
And, you know, I think, you know, she's comfortable with that. Like, are we comfortable with that? You know, and I think like, like, like it's almost as like activists art as artists, but like the activism is not in your face. Like the activism is not like, oh, you need to appreciate me, like blah blah blah. It's just more like here I am. Yeah, no, it reminds me of and it, it was a it was a bad comment back then, but probably a better comment now. Like when Daisy was getting accused of not being woke, you know, a couple of uh, album cycles ago, and he was like, my presence is charity, kind of saying like by me being here. It's making a statement. Yeah. You know, obviously, you know, this is by the time we're, you know, post hip hop. So that was a little awkward for him to kind of use that. But I think that kind of stands here where by her being somebody who's, you know, who's multi-talented, who uses a sexuality, who owns a sexuality, who doesn't fit the European archetype of beauty and of, of weight size, who's fun, who's who's just basically living her life. It's something where and it's kind of it's it's unfortunate. But it's kind of awesome where just by her being her is breaking all these standards that we're used to having a pop star. Like, oh, you yeah. know, like my one of my favorite things is the fact of you got fucking Ariana Grande who still has this fucking ponytail <laughs> 10 years <laughs> because she knows that's what's expected of her. So to have something like Lizzo coming out, whereas it's like, you know, I could have, I could have, I could, you know, hide my flute playing. I could come out either overly sexualized or traditional, you know, musician. I could, you know, be a rapidy rapper. I could be somebody who just sings and does yeah. pop songs. But she's like, fuck it. I am just doing what the fuck I want. And it's kind of awesome that this is how she basically became a big pop star. Yeah. So let's talk about the album. Because, you know, the album that dropped, um, I mean, look, Pitchfork kind of gave it like a 6.5. Um, I listened to it. I'm not going to say. So the album is like, it's kind of a collection of like tracks and singles that she's released over the past like, you know, year or so with some new tracks. Um, you know, she's released a shit ton of singles on Sound on SoundCloud or not shit SoundCloud load. on Spotify. Yeah. You know, like like literally a single a month uh, or a single every few weeks. Um the album, I'm not gonna say is like super extraordinary, but I'm also okay with that. Like, yeah, we don't need some type of like statement album. No, I would agree <laughs> from everyone. And, and I'm gonna take a little take a little sideways detour because uh, she got into a little beef with with uh, the Pitchforks, <laughs> who, as we all know, puts very nuanced, loving reviews of music out there. That's what they're known for. And uh, basically, uh, a black woman writer wrote basically uh, art, Rawa, where I won't say it was a negative review. It was, it was very nuanced. Her point was the fact of where I love what she's doing. I love how she's doing it. I love what she represents. I actually, to a certain extent, love the album. I just wish it was a little more originality to it. I felt like it was a little generic. That's all. Lizzo took offense to that. Um, and that kind of led into a whole path of, you know, it can crit- if you aren't playing making music, can you actually be a critic? Who are you to sit there and throw stone? You know, a lot of little back and forth. But I think the bigger thing here is going back to it is the idea of where I think Lizzo got mad and where I think Wawa kind of nailed it is the fact of not every album has to be like lemonade. Yeah. Not not every album has to be like, oh shit, we're gonna fucking, you know, Nirvana, never mind. No album has to be fucking, you know, Mary J. Blige, my life. It's 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 cool to have a cool album. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, you know, and I, I, there's I overheard like a conversation or whatever, some criticism as well, saying like this album is kind of like made for Midwestern housewives. Oh, I've heard that. I've heard Natasha Benningfield. I've you heard know? Megan Trainer. Yeah, could sing this album. Yeah, and I'm like you know what I. 
what's wrong with that? Yeah, no, agreed. What's wrong? Yo, we don't have to have this like woke, like whatever. Like, let's just have an album where we have fun, talk about sexuality, talk about like things that make us happy. Yeah, Miss Missy's on it. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, Why can't it just be a fucking fun ass album? Yeah, like like let's have you know. And I think this album is actually pretty great because like that Missy track is just you know I'm like it's not even the best like torque track of the year, but it's a fun summer track. It's a track that you can play at the club and like, you know, people will start dancing to. It's a track that like, you know, women will own and kind of, you know, so I, it hits a lot of right notes. It's, yeah, it's probably not the, not the best production. It's not the, like whatever, like not the best lyricism, but who cares? Like this is, <laughs> like, yeah. and I feel like this, this album's getting judged a lot harder than it needs to be. No, I agree. And, and I, this, is a, this reminds me of how we had a discussion uh, almost a year ago about, uh, you know, Playboy Cardi. Where it's like, here's an album where, by certain metrics, it's not necessarily a fantastic album. It's not really changing anything out there, but it's a fucking fun album. It's 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 13 beats of him just doing his Playboy Cardi on top of it. It's an enjoyable. And I think here, the fact of where this is definitely a step up from that. This is definitely a well-made album altogether. But I think we've kind of hit this spot where... You know, and it's album cycle where it's like we want to have this fucking this record right now is the best record of all time until the next record of all time gets released two weeks ago. And I mean, two weeks from now. And what's kind of weird is the fact of where, you know, I think in this era where the album cycles aren't necessarily the same, you've got all these stealth drops, you've got a lot of mixtapes. I, I was hoping we kind of moved to a space of where going back to like mixtapes and trap music, where it's like an album is hot or not. You know, it's not, yeah. it's not to be a game breaker. You know, like the new, new Young Thug drops. Nobody's like, oh shit, the new Young Thug. Nobody's like the new fucking Gucci Mane. Nobody's like the new fucking Uzi Vert is like the greatest fucking thing of all time. They're just like, oh, this shit's hot. And that's it, hot or not. And I feel like we're kind of going a little bit hard on Lizzo for honestly, black woman, you know, it's, it's, I, I, I get why. You know, artistically, because we're critics, we sit here, we talk about music, and, and, and I, and, and they've all got good points. They're like, well, some of the songs sound a little bit generic, some of the songs sound a little bit, un if you know, under and overproduced at the same time. You know, I get the bigger picture, but as an album, it's fun. Like, what's wrong to have a fun album? And I think we've kind of fallen away from that. Going back to even like another album we love, Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey, don't get me wrong, was a well-made album. But what we really liked about it was the fact that it was fucking fun. Yeah. It was 12, 13 tracks about fucking, you know, you know, bummy-ass dudes and how I'm fly and, you know, I'm going to go off with my girls. And there's nothing wrong. Not every, not every album has to be an artistic statement. Now, I get it. You know, we're living in a space where, you know, Beyonce kind of goes out there and drops his fucking you know, this artistic statement on blackness and her marriage and then follows up with this fucking awesome Coachella genre-breaking performance and then this fucking documentary. I get it. We want fucking these event-type albums, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes it is good to have good-ass fucking music. And that's the thing. It's like, that's a pigeonhole. You know, at the end of the day, like, you know, you have this expectation that you either have to create this dynamic, groundbreaking, like, uplifting the race. <laughs> Epic project. <laughs> My son was dying of cancer, but I played him the album once and now he's in remission. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, it's like, like you know, or it has to be like super underground, super woke, super like, you know, and like, 
no, like that's a pigeonhole. Like yeah. why why are we putting ourselves in this position? It's like it's almost like, you know, we expect every black director to direct a slavery film. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> it's just like it's gotta he's gotta come and speak to the truth. <laughs> and and I get it. We're critics. We 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 look at and everybody, we look at things with discerning eyes. You know, we've got X amount of time, X amount of dollars, we'll we'll judge it. But I feel that we've kind of hit a point, particularly with certain kind of musical styles, genres, where we're overly judging. You know, it kind of reminds me also even go back to Solange, where, you know, we make, you know, overall, I think it would make the, the, the argument that her new album isn't as good as the old album. This new album, I would make the argument across, is pretty damn good. You might think it's aight, or you might think it's good. Yeah. But either way, it's a solid album. But for some reason, like you hear people, it's just like, well, you know, his album's Mad Mid, and she kind of fell off. And yeah, it's like, no, it's, but it's still, it still got some joints. It's just like it's something where, and I, it's, I just kind of feel bad because, you know, there's so much good music out there that we've kind of become a little bit harsh on that good music because it's like, you know, we sit back, it's like, entertain me. Show me why I should pay attention. Why, why should I care? And I kind of get that as consumers, but at the same time, when you do that, you kind of lose out a lot of the basics. Like, you know, a lot of the shit I grew up with is not necessarily classic. Like, you know, there's only X amount of classic hip-hop albums, Nozomatic, you know what I'm saying? Only X amount of classic rock albums. Yeah. But, you know, over my time, there's albums I loved where, you know, they define who I am. They remind me of these special times. They're, should I play with girlfriends? Or should I play with my boys? We're going to go out to the club. They should I play in the gym or walking to fucking school, job, whatever. And I think that there has to be a space for those albums. And I think you have to give artists a space to create those albums and to grow. To expect somebody to come out with fucking... You know, like seat at the table part two. You know what I'm saying? It's just fucking unfair. No, true, true. And I, I think like the most interesting thing about Lizzo when we talk about this album is like Lizzo's a playlist person. Yes. You know, and I'm not even saying like you know she's been in the game for a while. She's been in the game for about like five or six years. So it's not like she's like a young person, but like she's trying to. Ch- I, 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 and I, I, all right. Let me not say this, but. Like, I feel like she has way more success, like, on playlists and albums. And, like, accumulating, like, playlist streams <laughs> across, you know, multiple different, you know, like, you know, she she could have a playlist on Rap Caviar. She can have a playlist on the pop charts. Have a playlist on R&B charts. You know, and, I, like, I feel like she's a playlist artist, not an album artist. So, like, even in that respect... Um, it's completely different, and we're judging the, this like collection of albums. And you know, the album, I'm sure, it's like more of a record label thing where we need to just like we need to package this up and kind of like sell it and justify it to people who may not be, uh, you know, on Spotify or may not be like subscribed to playlists. But like, she's not an album artist. I, I I feel, and I think that's a that's a good thing. I think it's a really good thing. Um, you know, and, and I think when you try to judge somebody by one album, you miss out on the whole, I mean, again, she's been out here for like five, six years. So you're missing out on that whole like collection of music. Yeah. And, and, and then she's not the first, like bringing it back to, and, and, and I might offend some, you know, Missy definitely had uh, her first album. The super fly, super duper fly, super, 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 yeah, super classic. Fly. And then she's had some classic albums. Obviously, let me, let me rephrase this where Missy's not somebody we think of. That's a mega classic album. She has some classic albums, but I'm saying you don't really think of Missy the same way you think of, like I said, Mary J. Blige, My Life. You don't you don't think of her the same way you think of Illmatic. You don't think of her the same way you think of Reasonable Doubt. But you think of her of all those crazy videos 
and all sure. those crazy songs and all those crazy collabs. And that's the thing where I think Lizzo is definitely more along those lines. Or like, you know, like even going bring it back to like, let's say how Ludacris was on every other rap song because he was just killing it. True. She, you don't necessarily have to have an album to make an impact, particularly now in the streaming era, yeah. but even back then. And so it's kind of weird to have everybody, like I said, it's, it's unfortunate where we're looking for these big artistic statements as opposed to just, you know, a collection of 10 good ass songs. Yeah. And Lizzo's video game is on fire. Yeah. Her videos are, are, are amazing. And it's just, you know, um, yeah, I, that's actually a really good analogy. She's definitely a Missy, you know. Yeah, and I'm not saying Missy has some classic with tempo, but I'm saying is no, when no, you think I'm, of Missy, yeah, but, but, you're not like, I'm going to go play Super Duper Fly, yeah, the no. album you're going to think of where... Like, or, Missy's a video. You're like, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. And, like, Lizzo's the same way. Like, her videos are, are, are insane, you yeah. know? So, yeah, no, I'm, 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 really, I'm really happy for her. Like I said, you know... I I like I haven't seen the numbers. I don't know where this album is going to slide. Yeah, it, it was doing well, but I don't know because you never you never know. Taylor Swift might have stuff drop something. Yeah, <laughs> yes, like, they might knock I it mean, out. You know, because everybody's on this Billie Eilish, Eilish album, which I I still don't. I'm not like a fan of, but you know, so I don't know, like kind of you know where it's going to slide. You know, I had this whole narrative around. Uh, Lizzo kind of being like the like hitting possibly hitting like a ceiling, and hitting the Janelle Monae ceiling. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Where basically it's just like she uh, is popular in like small spots on the coast and has like this huge following. Everybody's like, yeah, peace and love, but like nobody can really name a song. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't th- I don't think Lizzo is that. But you know that's my biggest fear is that she'll hit that ceiling and she'll kind of be like the quirky black girl, but not like. The bonafide pop star. Yeah, agreed. But I would, I would make the argument, and we, we, we kind of touched on this before we actually spoke, but there is a parallel there with another female artist who you could make the argument was trying to go for these big album statements and kind of fell short, depending on how you look at it, at least as far as popularity and sales are concerned, Janelle Monet. You've got somebody where during, and I know I'm, I'm getting, yeah, I see the Dude, face. That's what I just said. Oh, I said Janelle Monet. Oh, shit. All yeah. right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the fucking... <laughs> My bad. That's why I was giving you a look, man. Oh, but sorry. Anyway, continue. All right, yeah. All right. I got, yeah. Reggie, Reggie started. But no, womp, no. Womp. But, womp, womp. but no, going back and I apologize. No, the idea is where it's... I think it's unfair because then you have somebody like, let's say, Janelle Monet, where she was trying to make these big album statements. And then for the most part, she's trying to make these big album statements. And she's got some dope jams, but she never reached that high, high echelon. She was somebody where she would have these crazy videos, she had these crazy fucking costumes, everything else, but it would kind of fall short. Now, I think of Lizzo's, Lizzo's kind of, and, and, and not to be funny, Lizzo's selling herself. There's no high concept about, you know, androids and sexuality and everybody being free. It's just like, yo, this is what I like. I like fucking playing, I like classical, you know, I've classically trained, so I love playing my flute. I love fucking dancing. I love cracking jokes. I love pop music. I love hip hop. And just kind of packaging it all together. No, yeah. no, definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, no, so yeah, props to Lizzo. Like, I I probably got on the train like way too late, <laughs> but it's actually kind of cool to see the the momentum build, you know? Because I I feel like a year ago people were like, yo, Lizzo is dope, like blah blah blah, but now it's just like, again, like you can see that pop star like coming out, which is really cool. It's, it's always cool to see artists evolve. Yeah, so. and she, and like I said, she put into work, so it's it's not. I, I yeah. actually. To me, it's something where it's well-deserved. 
like 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 we discussed, there was a little bit of static where she kind of was kind of mad at critics and everything else, and I kind of get it. To quote Erica Badu, she's an artist; she's sensitive about her shit. But at the same time, I, I hope that you know she takes it as a point to kind of like you know you know just do keep on doing what you're doing and just try to do it better, you know, because what you did right now is fucking dope. And don't fucking listen to the haters, you know, even if the <laughs> you know. But that's about it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, besides that, what are you listening to, Stone? All right. So I stumbled upon this album um, called Bird, B-U-R-D, from Wilma Vertra. Okay. Um, so basically, uh, there's this cat, uh, Pyramid Vertra, um, who has like a really interesting backstory. He's one of the original members of Odd Feature. Oh wow! And then he got uh, so Odd Feature was kind of bubbling up, but at the at that time he got uh, evicted from his apartment, had to move back home to Atlanta. Ooh! And then like when he was in Atlanta trying to like build his like life back, you know, build his wealth and come back to L.A., Odd Feature blew up, and he wasn't really a part of the blow up. So he's almost like the fifth Beatle in a lot of ways. <laughs> uh, but he ended up. Uh, Releasing a project, uh, a few projects with Matt Martians and uh, the Jet Age of Tomorrow. So he was like a key producer on that project. So, you know, Jet Age of Tomorrow, like really dope stuff, but like not odd feature in a lot of ways. Um, so uh, he's been, you know, very depressed, you know, thinking about committing suicide. Like, you know, like a lot of artist shit. You it's know, hard. See, it's, it's, it's very yeah. hard. It's, it's very uh, hard. Yeah. Tyler, the creators, everybody's huge. Yeah. 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 So you see everybody kind of blowing up and then like you're, you're, you're sitting here like broke, broke off your ass and you know, uh, but he actually teamed up with this dude, Wilma Archer, which is like, Wilma is like, his like stage name is like Will Archer, UK producer. Um, I actually know him because he drew, dropped like a few kind of like avant-garde jazz projects. Oh, nice. Um, so I kind of knew him as a jazz dude, but I guess on the side, he does production for like R&B hip hop artists. Um, and he like produced like uh, there's an artist named uh, Amber Mark. So he, he produced a lot of her work. Oh, I heard of her. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Which I thought she was from the UK, but she's actually from Brooklyn. And like, really, yeah, but like now it makes sense because like you know I UK mean, producer. Yeah, you know? so you know you can't book the same thing. Yeah, so like so, <laughs> cities. <laughs> <laughs> so they team up and they drop this album um, called Bird, and Wilma Archer is doing the production and. Uh, Pyramid Virtra is like doing like rapping, although he, like Pyramid is like kind of a producer, but he's like solely doing like rap, rapping hip hop. And it's a really cool, like, kind of in the cut hip hop album. Like, half of the tracks are very much kind of like these weird, like, kind of orange, jazzy, but still hip hop beats. And the other half is just kind of like this, these more traditional boom bap hip hop beats, but also kind of like filtered through like this weird UK jazz lens. Oh, nice. And that sounds right up my alley. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool project. And it's like a, a weird project where like, you know, it's, it's you're not going to get a lot of streams. Like, I think it's like, it's, you know, maybe has like four or five thousand streams. So it's like, it's, it's a really underground project. Like, almost to the point where, like, selling your mixtape out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's just a really cool project. And, yeah, I mean, there's a few. I'm trying to actually pull up. Uh, there's a few, like, really cool tracks. Like, Shallow Grave is really dope. Um, which is, like, him, like... Uh, Pyramid Virtue, like, rapping over these weird kind of, like, 
uh, it's like almost whimsical orchestral like beats and stuff um and but i never feel like it's like super duper like avant-garde where it's like it's alienating like it's still kind of hip-hop in a lot of ways so uh yeah it's, it's a cool project it's, it's definitely like something that um like you know if you love in the underground hip-hop like you know if you're a hip-hop quote-unquote head you're Ooh. backpacker you know you're out there you know <laughs> boom bap for life you know you know it's right of your alley and, and i think you know jay just tomorrow that that i feature side project doesn't get a lot of credit um i felt it like it doesn't get the credit that it deserves i i make the argument in a weird way it was a, if if without that album you wouldn't have the internet Yes. Particularly less about the fact of where Max Martin's worked on it, but more along the lines of the fact of where, you know, because even now, Art Feature is very hip-hop focused. Jet Age is the first time I was like, oh shit, here's some weird instrumental yeah. jazzy R&B shit. Yeah. Where before that, it was always about, because even with Tyler, it took Tyler a while to kind of grow into that role, and it yeah. was clearly after the internet blew yeah. up. So without Jet Age, where I was like, hey, you know, off this fucking Art Feature brand, we could still do these other weird quirky-ass projects that's not just hip hop it's i think that laid the blueprint for yeah, a lot of their successes now and i think to be to be completely honest like jet age was like that was like the first album like when i listened to and i'm just like oh shit these guys can do anything yeah you can have your traditional hip hop you can have your r&b you can have like and then you can have this eccentric instrumental like whatever and and still be as part of the same crew so um, so yeah this is a really good adjacent like if you like that shit then you like this album as well you can tell like the you can see like the lineage from Jet Age to this, to this project, the, so. the, the the line, but but it's cool. And then what's cool about it is the fact of where I'm hoping that you know it's with these lot of these young artists, it's great to kind of see them expand and broaden and do different things in different ways. So like, and I guess hopefully maybe he'll come back with the odd future side, or I'd be able to kind of I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, and I think you know the. Now I'm thinking about it, like there hasn't been an album like Jet like Jet the the Jet Age projects that has like you know because Jet Age was like underground but like since it's our future it, had, it got some spin like there hasn't been anything like really equivalent in a long time like that was like a weird lane that they took that I'm surprised nobody else took uh, probably because nobody's making money on it. But. <laughs> You know, at least like you can get some samples. Can you get more sample? Uh, yeah. You know, so like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, check it out. Uh, it's, it's called Bird. B U R D. B U R D. Yeah, they need they need the streams. Yeah, give them the streams. On, on my end, I'm listening to uh, an artist we both love. His group that would be Saba. Um, he's oh, got yeah. a group called Pivot Gang, which is basically him. I believe his brother. And a couple of other dudes from the west side of Chicago, but it's kind of Wu Tangish. Word. Whereas, like, there's a core group, member group, but there's like probably like 10 of them all together. Uh-huh. But they dropped their debut album, um, Can't Sit With Us. You can't sit with us, actually, because you know, <laughs> that's how we roll. You know what I'm saying? You stay in that corner. But uh, what's cool is the fact of where, going back to Smino, it kind of continues that it's hard to, there's a weird. I'm going to try to explain this. I feel like between Smino, Saba, even though that was a very dark album, 
no name and chance. There's this weird, almost uplifty thing happening with Chicago hip hop per se. Because even on this album cover, there's there they're all wearing suits. Yeah. They look very talented tenth. But if you look at them, you can kind of tell they're a little bit of hype beast. Yeah. And so there's this thing in this album where sonically it kind of hits all the corners. So you've got some songs that sound a little more trap, but a lot of it tends to be um, hooks sung by the rappers that are very sweet. Stuff where they kind of dabble into almost. Like, you know, don't want to describe it to you, and this is a weird kind of comparison, Slum Village. Okay. How Slum Village could go yeah. from back in the days, you know, for all you old hip-hop heads, for you woo bappers, Slum Village was like a, a group after Trap Called Quest, which kind of vowed in the same kind of ways, but kind of pushed it in different directions at times, where, you know, they had songs that were sounded a little bit more R&B at times, a little more jazzy. Oh, yeah. But um, same thing here, where you've got songs that are firmly, you could make the argument, are firmly into the trap lane, but they kind of spin into different ways where it's almost like, you know, this better production, stronger ideas not just like hi-hats and fucking bass lines and then there's some songs where are just pure ass pretty you know what I'm saying but anyway with this project what's kind of cool is the fact of where it is a good summer album it's it's good vibes it's good lyrics and what's funny what I found very striking is you still have a lot of the you know the, the, the dick the cockmanship talk of hip hop about how you know they'll fuck you and they'll eat your pussy and everything else but even the way they do it and it's, it's the most striking thing it's like almost cute like it's not offensive it's very much like we'll hold hands you know what I'm saying yeah so it's it's what's cool about like I guess like I said in the Chicago movement in general is that there's this weird kind of like I said this uplifting vibe where they're kind of still doing hip hop but doing hip hop in a way that kind of seems and it's gonna sound odd you ready for this boast yeah. Native Tongues that's a bold statement. Yeah, and I'm not gonna say that it's as equal, but with Native Tongues, you had a you had a you know collective where they were still speaking on a lot of stuff that was happening as far as the hood is concerned. Yeah, but they were able to do it from an angle of where it wasn't just like, all right, we're doing boom bap and boom bap, we're tough guys, yada yada yada. Like you know, De La Soul famously pushed against that, and De La Soul is dead. Yeah, on, on, and even like a, even like a fucking black sheep. Because Black Sheep yeah. was fucking dirty as hell on purpose because they were like, we feel like a little too, you know, we're kind of associated with these guys, but we feel like a little too goody two shoes overall. Yeah. But what's cool about fucking, like, I guess this class of like hip hop is coming out in the Chicago area that aren't too related is that there's this kind of weird, like, just fun party music vibe. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. I guess, it, particularly, like I said, bringing it back where for a minute Chicago and still now has been known for being the capital of drill music, you know, your Chief Keeps. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Whereas it's like, if, if you could make an argument that Atlanta's number one for fucking hardcore shoot raps. Chicago in the Midwest is right there number two. I'm more scared of Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> by by a large margin. <laughs> and, but what's cool is they're doing it in a way, going back to Native Thongs, where it's not a pushback. They aren't on some like, oh shit, we're out here doing, you, you guys are out there doing whoopity whoop whoop whoop. Yeah. They're just kind of doing the same kind of same kind of idea, same kind of art style, you know, the same respect of what's happening around them as far as street hip hop is concerned, but it's putting their own flip on it that has a little bit more sunlight. And it's and, and like I said, it's just dope. The, the thing is with this album is there's a couple of songs I really like, like Clark Kent, mm -hmm. but it's just a vibe and it's like a, a cool summer vibe. So it's something where I've been spinning for a couple of days and I'm going to sneak into a couple of playlists over the summer and I'm going to be rocking with. So, you know, props to them. That's what's up. Yeah. Good looks. Yeah, good looks. Good looks. And then the last album I'm listening to, to bring it back to the opposite side, is, you know, still a little cold, still a little chilly in the morning. So I've been listening to Your Old Drew. So if you're old Droog, he's somebody who came out mm, five years ago, let's say, I don't know, four okay. or five years ago, where initially I thought it was old 
Nas demos, mm. and it ended up being this young white rapper, I believe, from um, Staten Island. Um, checks out. Checks out. But uh, <laughs> similar to the same way you could make the, act, the argument that Action Bronson sounded like Ghostface, you know, in 2019, you really can't say that same thing now. They've kind of evolved way beyond that. Yeah. Same thing with your old Droog. Um, he dropped a new album, sneakily dropped a new album, but it was uh, executive produced by pretty much one of my favorite rappers in the New York City area, Matt Kami. So basically, similar to that class of MCs, like Matt Kami, Rocky Marciano, is these weird, dark, jazzy, 70s psychedelic loops. Yeah. And just kind of hard, I'll shoot you in the head type street raps. Um, it's just a well put together album, and it kind of follows this motif of just like you know, just old school. I won't say boom bap because I feel that uh, what they're doing doesn't necessarily fall into that. But a lot of like sample based loops, which reminds me of now I think thinking about a lot about like um, Gangstar. Work. Whereas just like you know, you can make the argument Gangstar is very boom bap, but at the end of the day, is the way they sam- they kind of constructed those samples around the hip hop that they were doing. Yeah, it's not like something you would necessarily head nod hard to it, but Premier was putting these samples in ways that kind of had this this vibe to it, and I feel like they kind of following in that same kind of tradition. A lot of these newer MCs, as far as the production's concerned, but I mean, it's just again another dope, another dope album for the quote unquote heads. You know, for the heads, you have uh, appearance by MF Doom. Which is pretty much a must cop for you guys out right. there, for you heads. But it's another just dope, dope record. And then, you know, something I've listened to a lot nowadays. And, you know, props to him because I feel like somebody where, you know, it's always difficult, difficult to kind of come under somebody else's spotlight. And I felt like unfairly he was kind of saying, well, this guy's Nas and, you know, Nas is doing real shoe raps again. And, you know, it's kind of hard to kind of escape that. And it's kind of cool to kind of see somebody like that growing and just becoming a better MC overall. So yeah. props to him. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm not listening to anything, but I wanted to shout out this really cool Spotify application. Um, I posted it on my Instagram. Wait, wait, wait. An app? An app. Oh, look at this. We're in 2019. Whoa. 2019, fam. Holler, holler, holler. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like, so this app is called Festify. It's actually not really an app. This is like some random dude like made this page, right? So, you go to this page. You connect your Spotify account, and it generates a Coachella like like lineup and poster. Okay. Like based on like you know your top streamed artist, and I I did it. I was like, all right, it's cool. And I was like, and the the conversations that have sparked or have been fairly amazing. Um, so first off, so I posted on my Instagram. First off, everybody thought it was real. Cause I used to you know, like do concerts back in the day, so people were like, I think there's a contingent of people who were like, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> Cal Sessions is back, oh my god. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, it's well, like look, so, so who's who's your headliner? Let's start so, from there. So all right, so Anderson Pac, good good headliner, right. Ariana Grande, Ariana Grande under Anderson Pac, nice. Toro y moi. Wow. My three headliners. Wow. And then under that, like that second row. Okay. You, get, second, you, know, right. you don't get paid less than that second row. Okay. Who's, who's, who's on the card? Solange, cards? James Blake, and Ooh. Lizzo. What? Lizzo, Lizzo moves up. Solange, I'm surprised at James Blake. Surprised at also. Good for them. Good for you them. Know, right on like, the Ariana Grande. Like, positive so thing. It just, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it sparked some conversations. Like people are a little shocked at the Ariana Grande. But you know what? Shit, the hot cheeks. Look, look. look. I, I bow before. 
are Italian slash. I'm pretty sure she might be really Puerto Rican on the low ponytail goddess. I you think know what she saying? might be full Italian. That's though, not man. lies. I believe Anna Grande. <laughs> she darker than me. She Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like the you know the four froze Billy Eilish. Michael Abels, I don't know who this is. Lil Sims, Midnight Hour, Smino, Tess Icicles, which is um Oh God, Blood Orange's old band. Oh yeah, you have a reunion on there. Oh shit. So like it's really, really cool. But the cool thing is, like, you know, I posted I I posted a link out and then like you see your friends posting it and things like that. And it's like it was a really cool conversation around music because it's like your personal playlist. And kind of like, you know, who are you ranking? Like, like I don't know. It's like really cool. And, and I like those type of things, you know, because I don't think we have like really cool discussions around music. Like now, like music is such a, you have your headphones on, you have your AirPods on, you're like, you know, like it's such a weird introverted thing. Um, like this, you know, this basically like uh, just sparked a lot of really cool conversation around music. So I was like, it was really cool. Like, and people were like, oh, and you know, like, Oh, I have Anderson Pack at like level two. Like, oh yeah, you, you know, it's like oh, or like you know, I think um, there's an artist on here like um, uh, like Cosmo Pike. Cause like, oh shit, like I've heard of this art, you know. So it was really cool. Um, I have the link in my on my IG. Just follow me. This is Stone. Plug plug. Holla holla. Um, you know, but it's, it's yeah, it's like it's it's a really cool like uh just you know, like way to talk about music. And I think we need more of these. Awesome. So, technology you know, for good. Technology, technology for good. Holler. <laughs> if we don't just steal music, we're out here and making, <laughs> making new friends through music. But cats are trying to buy tickets. Uh, I'm like, yo fam, this is like faker than Firefest. Fest. Yeah, no, you this is Fire Festival too. You better be careful, man. <laughs> Ariana Grande fans come out your door. We're like, how dare you? I spent two G's on these tickets. I'll come find you and kill your pets. I, I didn't realize like how easy it is to scam people. I was like, yo, like you you hit me up, you hit me up for tickets, man. Well, you know what's funny? You were joking about the fire fest, but you know, all we gotta do is get a couple of international passports, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Set something up, go out there, maybe chill in Guam for the rest of our lives. Rich, baby. Rich. Dude, I I, I mean, I, I know this for next time. When, I, when I'm poor again, like I'll like, put a little ticket, ticket link on there. You'll never oh, know. yeah. Come on, let's do this, man. We're, we're gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be out there in New Zealand chilling under aliases. <laughs> Oh, and, and on that note, on that note, people, you, you can catch us at uh, you know, Awesome Fest 2020. That's right. Now saying Jay Z's headlining, Grateful Dead, Nirvana, Nirvana, Nirvana's gonna be there also. We got Kurt Cobain back. Kurt Cobain back. And I was saying tickets are only two thousand dollars. Hit us up on the <laughs> PayPal, the Venmo, the Cash App. <laughs> we'll have packages. <laughs> <laughs> Sweets and villas. Sweets and villas. 10K. 10K. You know what I'm saying? Nice and easy. <laughs> and, you know, just comment on us. You know, put in the comments and we'll hit you guys back as soon as possible. As soon as possible. <laughs> but, uh, but as usual, guys and gals, thanks for listening. Thanks for vibing with us. If whatever you want, click like, comment, curse us out, whatever, but give us your feedback. We're here for you. And until next week, peace. peace.